Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team. Hi, it's season six, episode 19 of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Joining me on this week's pod, David Fornell from Sussex. Hi there. Hi, David. Right, um... A bit of deja vu. It's, it's, it's you and I again. We'll sit this time last week. Um, before we'll cope. We'll, 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 we'll get for it. Um, before we talk about uh, all things Spurs and um, yesterday's match, um, we had the sad news on Saturday um, that ex-Spurs and England legend Martin Peters passed away. Um, I mean, Martin had been ill for, for quite some time and passed away. Of, um, dementia um to younger listeners and even to old timers like me who probably <laughs> have seen the odd clip of martin peters on youtube um or here and there or even vhs playing for spurs l- l- after that west ham um and then obviously the 66 world cup final um being part of that team scoring in the final in- indeed um I, I i you're probably better place than i david to, um well, yes, Talk I've about him. him. Yeah, I've seen him play. I, I, I have to start and say, well, as really sad as it is, and, and certainly the dementia part of it, and, and my condolences to his family and friends over it. I know there's a lot of it on social media, but it is, it is sad news. The fact that it is dementia, and the worry is that this is good, everything to do with heading balls again. So, you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but um, it, it certainly there is a suggestion there. But. I think the, the part that I, I remember, which actually is, is a bit of an odd one, um, is I was very sad to see him arrive because in doing so, we lost Jimmy Greaves in a swap. And I was devastated. We'd lost Jimmy Greaves. Mm-hmm. I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. He went for 50,000. He came the other way for, for 150. It ended up with a total fee of uh, 200,000. But what we, excuse me, what we got was a, a, an exceptional midfield player. And he's another one of these players who... Um, actually Spurs have traded in over the years which is ghosting in from nowhere far post near post you see defenders looking round after the balls in the net wondering where the hell he's come from he was an exceptional player and you've got to remember these days um, when he was playing he is we had all the world class players really um, in this country obviously we were World Cup holders so that by suggestion says that we had them and, and he was and he was um, a, a brilliant header of the ball one of those players that get up and very high a little glancer it, w- it was lovely he, he was a, a, an exceptional player very quiet very quiet and unassuming chap but um, yeah so um, very sad there is an interview which I'm, I'm I've been I was search I was trying to search for it this afternoon um, on you on on well, you know, on, online and YouTube, um, but it doesn't it doesn't exist. It's not there. Um, but back in 1998, Garth Crooks um, used to present a program on BBC Two um, <laughs> on a weekday afternoon of all times at two o'clock. Bit of a graveyard slot, so nobody really would have been watching it. And I think it was called Match of Their Day, where he interviewed um, uh, stars from years gone by, so Gary Lineker, Rodney Marsh. Um, and one of the people he, he interviewed with, I'm pretty sure, was Martin Peters. But I, unfortunately, for the life of me, I can't find it. I know it's difficult to make comparisons with footballers these days, um, and I shouldn't. But I, I, I think it's important to maybe do so just to sort of so that listeners who, who never saw Martin Peters will sort of understand the, the, the type of player he was. You, you mentioned ghosting in the box, get, yeah. getting goals. Was it is it fair to say so the sort of player that would play? Um, in between the lines, that, that, that phrase that we keep hearing so often now. Um, it, it, was he some similar to uh, a Deli Alley or a Frank Lampard? Dare I say it? Well, not not a Frank Lampard, but you you just took it out of my mouth. There, it's Deli Alley. Um, when Deli comes around the back, uh, and the ball is is over the the back of what was the Chelsea defence um, a few games ago, and it'll nod in. That's Martin Peters. That's what he did. 
and, and did it on a regular occasion. Mm. So I, I, it gives context. It really does. And yes, Delhi would be the closest, no doubt. Okay, let's um, let's talk about yesterday. So I've got a few comments. I'm just going to read them out from listeners. Um, always learning. Uh, the Twitter analyst at Nate underscore HA. He just says, that was worrying. No question. Just the observation. Ben Estes says, was, was that loss the worst performance of the season? With some shameful display, the apparent racist abuse coming from our fans and generally being outclassed on the pitch, I think it's a strong contend. Uh, contend and clear evidence that Jose is going to need some time and and money to get this team straight. The 7-2 Bayern loss and the 3-0 at Brighton are the other candidates that come to mind. But, but some of those issues like Sun's red card and, and, and the racism will we'll park for now. Um, just just want to talk about yeah. actually the, the game and the performance. And then Matthew Morony, Twitter analyst, at Matthew Morony 6. Another, another game where Spurs thought they could just turn up and win. That was that was embarrassing to watch. Um, are there calls for concerns? Where did it go wrong yesterday? Well, um, we were good for the first five minutes. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you a story. It, it, it's, it's going to be part trying to avoid talking about this game, but my day didn't start well. As, it, as I was stepping out the front door, the radiator's leaking. That makes me late. I miss my train the first one to Victoria. I grab another train to London Bridge. I get on the Northern Line to change at Bank. When I get to Bank, apparently there's a train parked in a tunnel somewhere. I think it was at Pelham 123. But, so I have to change. Um, and they said, yeah, I'll have to go Jubilee Line. So I'll go Jubilee Line. I get to um, um, Central Line. At, no, Piccadilly Line then. I think by this time, Piccadilly Line, because I'm, I'm going into uh, Covent Garden first and I think somebody's injured or, or killed on the line or something's happened those trains are gone so mm. I'm the whole start of the day has been a disaster so I'm, I'm looking at Spurs like we all are to cheer up our day now what do you expect when you're going to play Chelsea you expect that side it's, it's their sort of like West Ham it's sort of their cup final I don't know why it is I, I pay no real attention to them, but they do to us. Uh, I, whether it's some envy, I don't know. Um, but you know their fans and the players are really going to turn up for this one and they're going to put it all in. And just as the comments of our um, questionnaires there, um, questioners, um, have said, you know, for instance, turning up and expecting. And that's what it looked like. First five minutes, it looked a bit nervy, not much. But normally I would say it's purely um, the desire. The desire's not there, not, not enough. But actually, in this, this occasion, it was that and tactics. And Mourinho didn't change it. Mm. And you could, it, it, you could see that Chelsea had got the width and were doing a lot of damage. Were you, su- were you surprised he didn't change it? I mean, this, this was an ac- accusation labelled at the previous incumbent. Well, I am because he's, he's he's very good at changing things quite yeah, early. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and he didn't do so. And of course, the worst of the worst, we we concede a second goal um, two minutes into the um, um, well, forty-seven minutes effectively, uh, which killed us. Hmm. Um, it was just dreadful, I, and that that just put the tin out on my day. I can assure you, as it did every Spurs fan, and I'm not far from the Chelsea fans. And they are really giving it. They're standing on the chairs. I don't know if they broke any, but they were attempting it. Um, it was just an awful place to be. And I would have to admit, um, I took friends there. Um, they were in another part of the stadium. But uh, if they weren't there, after Son got sent off, I think I'd have walked out. I really do. Uh, I was so tempted, but I, I didn't. I stayed right to the end. The no, um... desire. no desire, was there? There was no desire, but 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 and 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 you know that's you, you need you need players, you need to have the right tactics, and and you need to have, have a desire. And when the desire's not there, um, that's worrying. And and we saw that um, towards the end under, under Pochettino. And th- there's been a couple of times we've we've seen it. Um, we saw it against uh, United when the intensity. Yeah. 
wasn't there. Um, I mean, it does beg the question. Um, two big games we've had under, under Jose against United away and, and um, Chelsea at home, whereby um, others around us have slipped up and we had a chance to close the gap. In this case, had, had we won yesterday, we would have moved into fourth. In both cases, we've we've not capitalised. Um, to I hate the phrase, but bottle jobs comes, comes to mind. Mm, I'm not sure I use that word, but... Um... It's funny, isn't it? The two sides that have done us and done us comprehensively um, know how Josie set, Jose sets up, and I and I and I'm so surprised that he didn't change things a bit more. Um, just it's just awful. Was it, was, it, was it a case of the apprentice outdoing the master? Well, yeah, it was absolutely. Yep. So before the game, I looked. At, the selection and again I was having a conversation with a few people online um, about the midfield selection so he's gone for Dyer and Sissoko again in the centre of the park no Dombele he came on a little bit later on in the game and, and, and again we saw that he's you know, technically a really good player he's got the skill he's got the ability to pick up the ball in a tight spot to turn um the sort of guile and quality that we want in the centre of the park, but he didn't. He didn't pick him. Now, as I think I've said before, I can only conclude that the player has just returned from injury. He's not fully fit, and Mourinho doesn't deem that he's, he's he can he can last to ninety, or, and, and perhaps he's better placed to come on when there are a few tired legs, and, and maybe he makes a twenty-minute cameo. We've also got what. This was the first of four fixtures in, in ten days over the festive period, so so maybe he had one eye on on that. But we look weak. We look weak in the centre of the park. But I also felt that the way that Chelsea set up with wing backs, I think they caused our full backs real real problems. And we've got a player on one side, Serge Aurier, who's not a quality player as far as I'm concerned, and then we've got another player in Yan. Who sort of okay? He's tucked in a little bit, um, and he's a he's a quality defender. But I know I'm going to be critical, and I think we we, we slightly touched on this last week, and we've got a, a differing opinion. But I I still think that he is a yard off the pace, and by that I mean not in terms of getting back and running back, but just doing things. Just yeah, I, we see we don't we without him we haven't got the overlapping fallback, have mm. we? And we don't even intend to. Um, clearly, Jose is, is, is says right. We're solid in defence, um, and I saw more uh, Mora and Son having to come back and give quite a bit of assistance. They were very deep at times. Um, it, it, none of it, none of it felt right. Mason Mount was was spinning around in that in that the middle of that pitch, doing a lot of damage. There was a there, were, there are a number of moments. One that sticks out in my mind particularly was the ball was squared to Mora. He miscontrolled it slightly. By the time he was getting it under control, there were four Chelsea players around him within two yards of him. And he had no route out. And that was the difference. Mm. We weren't doing that to them, but they were absolutely all over us. Yeah, no, and that's that's a fair comment. Um, there, was, there was quite a few times when I felt Mora got, 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 got the ball and his control wasn't wasn't great. And and yes, they did... They did they did close us down, they did press us high, they made it difficult. But I have to say, there were also occasions where we had the ball, and I can name just a few examples, Deli Ali, Sergio Mora, where there wasn't that level of pressure, and the passing was just poor yep. in terms of finding people. But also, they uh, there were also occasions where, not necessarily these players, but other Spurs players, went to pass the ball, but there was nobody calling for it, there was no movement. It yep. was just lackluster it was awful yep. I look this is going to be I'm going to be really critical here um, but I think there were two out of push three players that I thought had a decent game yesterday I thought Toby played well I thought yep. Sanchez did okay I thought Sissoko does what Sissoko does which is yes. works hard firefighter that sort of thing I wasn't impressed with Gazaniga I think the fullbacks uh, yeah, like I said, I think, I think he's a decent player, but I, I, I think there's just a little bit a slowness in what he does now. Um, I think Serge was awful. Murrow wasn't great. Sun and Kane were la- largely um, 
anonymous. I mean, they had two chances, which they should have at least got them on on, on target. Instead, they went in, into row Z, and it could have been a different game if one of those had, had, had gone yes. in. Um, yeah. Delhi, I didn't think was great. Um, Dyer was just anonymous. Yeah, again. I think you're being quite kind, actually. Harry Kane, I normally give uh, a little bit of leeway and say, well, he hasn't got the service. But I, I watched it again today on TV, you see, and I'm looking at it quite carefully, and I think, you know what? You had a battle there with um, with the centre-backs, Harry, uh, Harry, and you didn't win him. Mm. I, I'm not sure he won one of them. He was being bullied off the ball, not like him, and he, he seemed to put his arms down. So he had a terrible game. Delhi tried to dance around and lost it. Um it, it it was just poor perform really poor performances and as you say I would agree with you the three you named were the only players that came away with any sort of credit certainly Sissoko does and, and Delhi particularly in the first half there was a lot of times where I don't know if it was your tactics and he, and he was pinned back and it was difficult to, to get out or, or, or what but he was you know how the last few weeks, Spurs fans, we've been saying, oh, it's great. Look, Jose's playing Delhi in his right position further forward, just off Kane. Yesterday, he just looked like he was playing, at times, deep in midfield, picking up the ball um, outside of his box. There was, a, there was a point where we were defending. I don't know whether you would have seen it, and it would have been in the, in the first half where we were defending on... Um, uh, 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 in and around a box and Delhi had the ball and he just needed to clear the ball and he was just dilly-dallying with it and yeah. we were like what the hell you might because you're in the north you might not have been able to have a good vantage point for it and we were just like what the hell is he doing yeah. and it was awful um, I think the, the goals that we conceded though the the first one was just poor defending yeah. um, from a corner and then I think that at that point we had a couple of chances, like I mentioned, Sun and Sun and Kane that that, that didn't go in, and, and yes, we were playing poor, and yes, um, Chelsea had done a number on us. But if we'd gone in at half time, one nil down, yep. I think that would yep. be a different story. Yeah, well, and then be. yeah, and then as it is, and then obviously, if we'll talk about the Sun sending off later, if you go in one nil down, second half, and you don't have that sending off, and you're playing with eleven men, different story. But as it was, we conceded one just before half time. The common consensus with Gazaniga is that that was definitely a penalty and, and VAR, the decision was correct. I think I must be the only person who if, and I don't know if this, this is a Spurs well it must be the Spurs fan talking in me um, I looked back at it and I thought it was clumsy. I thought it was a clumsy that he went to get the ball. I don't think he deliberately intended to take Alonso down. Um, he, he missed it um, by the point at which he hadn't got the ball and connected with Alonso, Alonso was already running away from the goal, but it's a penalty, I guess. Um, oh, it's a penalty, Javid, I've looked at it a number of times today. It's a, um, Ga uh, Gary Neville called it immediately, he said, well, that's a penalty. And how um, the ref uh, gave <coughs> excuse me, free kick the other way, I have no idea. Mm. Um, there was, it was an awful, it was an awful decision by the ref, but I've looked, and in, fair, in fairness, Alonso does try to sort of pull out. But the ball was carrying just fine to him. He only had to go across, didn't have to take off, just catch it. And it was an awful bit of decision-making. And, you know, again, normally I wouldn't sort of haul a, a pl any player out for one mistake. But I, I am this time because that is very worrying, that he makes a decision like that to come out almost Schumacher-like and if anyone remembers the German keeper Schumacher um, yeah. taking out the French forward it was almost that I mean, yeah I mean, in his defence right it's not really defence goalkeepers do have a rush of blood, blood. it's not, it's not like, like you say it's not the first time that, we, that we've seen that um, sometimes I think it's I think it's deliberate and malicious um, there's an incident I saw the, the other day um, I don't know if you saw I can't remember where it was was it in France or Spain somewhere it was a horrible incident, and this was again like the the Schumacher one in in, in eighty two. And this was outside the box or akin to a few years ago, Bosnich and Klinsmann at Villa Park. And this one was horrible, complete. Took out the player. I'll, I'll dig it out later. Um, yeah, it, I, yeah. I mean, it was panic. I just I just felt that it was clumsy. I think that he generally thought that he could get the ball, but why the hell he didn't use his hands? Um, I don't know. I'm a, um, bit, I'm a bit hazy now on. 
what other punishment because I as I understood it um, I didn't think it was a double jeopardy thing once the penalty's given they don't do anything but he got booked Hmm. And I have to say, I thought that was a red card all day long. Now maybe it's they don't give red cards because that's a double jeopardy. But um, well, if he's I'm, a la- if he's a last man, surely it would have been a red card, no? Well, no, I don't think he's the last man that would give the red card. I think it was just the assault. Hmm. You know, that foot was right up in his his chest. <coughs> um, yeah, and then two 0 down, and um, yeah, then then it's obviously you're, you're, it's a mountain to climb. I mean, it's not a mountain to climb at two 0 but it's the worst time to concede a goal. Uh, well, it, just just it before is a, it is a mountain to climb because Chelsea they've got a lot of experienced players there in amongst the youngsters hmm. who know exactly under Jose how to close a game down, and and they did that. They didn't go venturing too much. Had had you, breaks. You go in. You go in at one nil. One nil. With yeah. a bit of bit with a with a bit of hope, two 0 just before half time. It's it's demoralising. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of dark arts again out there. Wasn't too nasty, and nothing that I would kick off about. But um, they were anything and everything they could do just to rustle us up, and they did it. Um, which is hence how Mourinho yet again, I think, is trying to get Spurs to play because <laughs> last week when Kane took out um, their winger. Um, Adana um, that wasn't Harry but it is under Mourinho and it was quite a nasty challenge actually <laughs> <laughs> so the dark arts were in play yesterday no doubt question from Kent Goodrich he just says Jose has a word in Serge's era at full time hopefully it was pack your bags a new right back is a must yeah yeah I mean, we're at a stage now I mean we were Champions League finalists we are looking for that player that can play at that level, that give another option, not only to defend, but to go forward. And the guy hasn't got it. He hasn't got it. Mm. Um, I, know, I know why PSG released him now. Uh, we're quite happy to sell him on. Um, so, yeah, I would, Kent, I agree with you, mate. I think um, I'm hoping he's sort of said, yeah, um, book yourself out. <laughs> um, John... Stegels uh, says, did Jose throw the game? I presume that's John being tongue-in-cheek. Um, and then he just goes on to say, sun out for the entire Christmas programme. Yes. And uh, we're out for and out for, we're, we're out for and out for by the Chavs. Not an ideal start to the festive fixture pile-up should Dombele have started. On the Dombele thing, again, I, uh, yes, in terms of he's... Yeah. Yeah, in an ideal world, yes. yes. I, I don't think that both Jose and Pochettino before him, I don't think these are guys who know football. I don't think either of them for a minute would would not want to start him. But there must be something there. There must be, you know, he's he, he's probably not fully fit. There's there's one eye on all these um, fixtures over, over Christmas. And, and I think that perhaps beforehand, Jose made the judgment call that, well, he can come on maybe for twenty minutes for a cameo. Um, we can manage it, manage without him. And as it is, that's not paid off. So um, I definitely think he'll start against Brighton. I was going to say the same thing. So do I. He'll be next to Sissoko, won't he? Yeah, <coughs> I'm sure of it. And and Dyer will drop down to the bench. Mm. I mean, there was also a case for you had Winks on the bench yesterday. If I mean, he he was back on the bench last week. You had Lacelso and Eriksson who could play in a deeper role if need be I mean Ericsson came on second half and actually for all his faults recently I thought Ericsson did okay when he came on yesterday we, we looked like, like we looked like we had some, some, somebody in the centre of the park who could pick up the ball and, and spray it around yeah but I'd like to see um, um, I've seen Ericsson drop deeper and I'm not over impressed we, we, we don't get it's like a alley being deeper hmm. we don't get the best out of them I'm not saying they can't do the job both can do the job to a degree but there's no doubt that they're better in the positions we do know them up and, and backing up um, Harry Kane. I mean, that goal against winning goal against Man City for Ericsson. That's where we want him. You know, to one twos and get into the box and nick it in. That's what he can do. So we need to find other players to do that job and not, not have Ericsson back there. John mentioned um, Son's red cards and so the club of... I mean, he's out, as it stands, he's out for the Brighton... Norwich and Southampton games he will be suspended for all of those games the club have appealed the decision now this is Sun's third red card in the last 12 months 
um, his second in uh, the last whatever month, two months. Um, was it November, early November, when he when he had a red accident, yep. and then obviously now uh, towards the end of December. Um, thoughts on that? Well, I mean, that was probably the, probably the turning point in terms yeah. of kill the game. Yeah, just well, so I, was, I was all to go home really if I hadn't got my friends there. Um, it's just an awful, awful decision for him to make. I'm really furious with him. It was it was petulant. It was stupid. I didn't see anything that. Um, um, the player did to him um, the Chelsea player particularly mm. and he, he just carried on following through up with his foot through this day and age that's a red card you know it's years ago it wouldn't have been and you know you tend to feel that my eyes are always a bit harsh but what's he doing putting his foot there you know and this day and age it's VAR when are the players going to get used to this when are the players going to understand that every bit they do um is, can be scrutinised. They won't get away with a rabbit punch in the back or a pinch. It will be seen by VAR if something else happens and they have to go back on it. It's just so stupid. And he's let himself down and let and really let the club down. I mean, I like Sonny. We all do. He, he's such a great guy um, and, and such a stalwart for our club. And, and then he goes and does that. Just three games, three games that are so critical to us. So with that in mind, and now I actually take a slightly different, well, I take a different view to you, but with that in mind, um, why do you think the club have um, looked at appealing the decision, given that if we're not successful, um, there's a risk that the, the uh, ban will be extended? Yeah. Well, if, if, you, if you fail the appeal. Yeah, I know. It's, a, it's four, isn't it? Um, I, I'm not sure. Well, I'm not sure they will give him a fourth, but I... it. It was he didn't really hit him. I mean, it was the studs were being kicked up, but he barely made any contact. Mm. Um, I think they'll fail. I think Spurs will fail with their, their appeal. Um, he got away with one at Everton, and rightfully so. But I think rightfully so. I think they'll they'll stand by this um, red card. I. Okay, I don't think it's a red. Um, I mean, I'll just expand why. I mean, I, first time I saw it, I didn't think it was in real time, but I didn't have the benefit. Um, well, neither of us did have the benefit no. of re- replays. I, I, since watching it again, I was like, well, that's the initial reaction was, well, that's definitely a red card. He's he's raised his foot, he's leaned in. Uh, and then I thought about it a little bit more, watched it again and again and again. Um, so this VAR thing isn't, isn't yeah. easy. Um I don't think it is in so far as... Firstly, I think Rudiger fouls him. And I think also if you look, Rudiger nudges him, pushes him or hits him in his back and he goes down. And he's annoyed. And he oh, ra- yeah. he raises his leg, which is petulant, by the way. Which is And, and yeah. Son isn't a petulant person. You know, you, you might think of somebody like Deli Alley is a little bit petulant. Son isn't, that's not in his nature. But he, but but he's shown that little petulant side. We saw it at, at, at Bournemouth um, yeah. when he got his first red. And uh, and it was, you know, he, should have, he shouldn't necessarily have raised his leg. But it just felt a bit soft almost it felt like Beckham's kick yes. um, in, in, at, the, uh, at the 98 World Cup and I, and I just can't help I mean the referee obviously didn't give the decision and then it went to VAR and um, I just felt that perhaps if it wasn't for, for VAR the yeah, referee could have, could have had a quiet word diffuse the situation and that's that But I hope you're right I hope you're right Javid I mean I, I can see your point um, I, I just got a feeling with with uh, however many guys there is at Stockley Park, and they've turned around and agreed, you know, it's a red card. I'd be surprised if uh, the FA overturned that. Mm-hmm. Okay, question from Kent Goodrich, another one. He just says, we have been a bit better since Jose arrived, which I think is, is, is common consensus, um, but the same awful errors and crappy attitude appear under him, just as they did with Poch, shows the fault is not just in the, in the, in, in the managing. We've got some players who aren't up for it and others who won't get up to it it's got to change yeah. um, and then Darren Pammons having a similar thing he just says I think the appointment of um, Jose meant we were supposed to start winning these games um, he highlights the Man U and the Chelsea games um, does this show that the mentality of the players is the problem and Poch was an unfortunate scapegoat 
it's very dangerous territory because I'm really trying my best not to go back and make references to the previous incumbent. Um, there have been some listeners that have suggested that we need to move on from Pochettino, and 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 that's fair comment. Yeah, I mean, I think I think um, both have a, a really good point, both Kent and and Darren. Um, very good point. Um, it. Yeah. I think there's more, to, as I said to you before, I think the changeover from Pochettino to Mourinho was um, also for commercial reasons. Um, so, but what worries me is the moment you start to sack managers, when you can see the attitude of the players um, is, is not great. Um, it's been some while since we've seen that intensity of play. Um, by sacking the manager, you're empowering those players to do it again you know if they don't like the training regime yeah they don't like this they don't like that then they can down tools and we've I, seen, and I've seen this at Watford yeah seen, yeah. This, seen, this, seen this at Watford this season I think we saw it at Fulham a few last season and a few seasons ago um, yeah. well, well last season and the previous occasion when they were in the top flight I, I think that the point about Jose's com- commercial value I think is a really good point and there's no doubt that he has that Spurs saying that I don't think he would have got the job if there was wasn't a reason to get rid of Pochettino in the first place. Agreed. That the reason arrived, so it was easier to do that, and then it was easy to bring somebody off that stature, as opposed to I don't know someone like Nuno Gomez or, or a, a lesser name. Um, that's not saying that Nuno Gomez, but you know, relative to to Maria. I I said it on the podcast in the weeks building up to the to, to the point at which. Um, Pochettino was fired, and there was no talk. We had questions from listeners saying, "How much longer has Pochettino got? You know, will we get through Christmas, etc., etc." And at the time when I was making a defence of Pochettino and saying, "You know, we we shouldn't sack him, etc.," I did I did make the point, and I still make it now that if a new guy comes in, he will inherit the same same problems that Pochettino had. There will still need to be a rebuild. Um, now it's now it's you can make the case and say well you know the results weren't weren't there and he, and he deserved to go and and perhaps the players weren't listening to him etc etc and a new a new face new voice even comes in new voices even if you consider the the coaching team fresh ideas uh, players are receptive to that and 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 you, you can make the case for getting rid of the manager and bringing a new manager. Yep. And you can certainly say that that's delivered a, a bounce in the short term in terms of results, but not disputing any of that. But the, the same underlying problems are there, um, and it will take uh, Mourinho time to deal with, with with some of those issues to continue that rebuild that Pochettino talks about back in the summer. I think that there's a slight added problem when you change the manager, also, which is not just the fact that you've got to do this rebuild. But if you bring in somebody else with a completely different style and set of ideas, it's going to take time for players to start to adapt to that style, particularly where they've been so used to playing a particular way for the last five and a bit years. So it, it's going to take time. It's going to take time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think some of those players, are we, we, we're starting to see that... Um, you know, for whatever reason, whether it's motivation or you know something's happened along the way, they've they've lost lost either their desire um, or their commitment. It could just be complacency in some cases, um, but but that's something that that's that needs to be addressed. And, and you know, Jose's he's no mug. He's gonna look at that. He's come in, new manager, everybody fresh slate. Um, people have got a chance to impress, and I guess the ones who will impress and create that good impression. Um, they'll be in his good books, and the ones that that that, that don't um, it, now, it doesn't really matter what they've done previously. But the ones that don't now, then you know that they're on really living on borrowed time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we, we still, you, you and I, are still back um, Jose Mourinho because we have to. Um, and I and I won't sort of throw him under the bus yesterday, but I I do think that he took too long to make changes yesterday Mm. which is unlike him but um, you know it's still down to the players to to put that intensity in to match Chelsea you have to match these teams you know you're not you're not matching them I know the tactics weren't great that's fine you know it's like rock paper scissors isn't it you you, you set your team up you go out there 
and first half you may dominate the game in which case the opposing manager will say right they've got paper we had a rock now I'm going to put scissors system out and, and vice versa and so I accept sometimes you get it wrong at the first half but that's when you expect your manager mm -hmm. to make the changes I mean the, uh, Jose is somebody who who is brilliant at doing that wherever he's gone but making substitutions and you don't have to look any further than that um olympiacos game at home when we went two nil down and what was it 29 minutes when he took off um dyer yes you know that was i don't know too many managers that, that would make that change that early probably half time at the earliest you'd think of but that early in a game it was it was brutal i mean he was you know and and it paid off but then i look at it's then it then surprises me given that that he's got the ability to do that, uh, the tendency to do that, even that both against United and um, away and 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 yesterday against Chelsea, he, he didn't make those changes quickly enough, which was odd. But um, we'll see how things unfold. Um, question from Andy Ireland. Uh, his Twitter handle is at a Ireland eighty six. Ball start from Chelsea. What needs to change going forward? Um, and then Darren Pamenter says awful performance as bad as the last few games under Poch no passion no fight Levy has to loosen purse strings because this squad isn't good enough can you see it getting any better over the Christmas period so can, will it get better over the Christmas period and what needs to change well these are all good questions and, and you know normally I would fight it and say look you know we've got to get these players playing but you know as we pointed out um, I, I just don't think uh, our right back is uh, position is, is well um, represented at the moment I think that needs to change um, and I when we got players there with Lo Celso and, and uh, Underbelly so maybe they'll be the guys to come in but until they're given um, you know time on the pitch we won't know will we if, if they can change things it seems strange we're still playing with the team we had um, you know year two years ago yeah so they, they're getting stale so it's an understandable question being posed you know we need to loosen the purse strings well we need to play some of the players if we, if we believe in these players that we've bought and if we don't then you know let's change again because this this squad is, is seeming you know is seemingly getting very stale I Jose in, in all fairness he said I think uh, last week I think at the press conference around about the time we played Bayern at Bayern he said the likes of Lo would play would feature in this busy Christmas period because yes. of, because of the fact that so this might be an opportunity for hopefully Dombele to start on on Thursday um, perhaps Lacelso to come in and if they make a claim if they play well then you know that's that's good that's that that gives the manager a real selection headache. There's also a possibility if the, if Son's card isn't rescinded, then let's just, you know let's assume he, he's going to be out for the next few games then. Possibly he wasn't on he wasn't on the bench yesterday. I was surprised not to see him on the bench. Although afterwards I, I thought about it, if, if he was going to be on the bench, then you'd have to sacrifice somebody else. Um, Ryan Session perhaps yep. could come in for Son, and they, there could well, be an opportunity there. And Lamilla, he's, uh, he's, he's yeah, he's apparently about ready. Yeah, yeah, I think he's back in first team in training. But it was a strange phrase, something about integrating with the first team. Which probably means that he's not quite there yet, but he can train with them as opposed yeah, to yeah. train on his own, etc. Um, yes, Ryan Sessegnon, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I, I'm, I'm. Look, I'm, I'm fairly confident that that we can get some results over this. Oh, over, I think we can. Over, yes. over the Christmas period, and then in terms of investment, um, I did, there was. I think Levy sort of said that pretty much that we wouldn't be looking at buying anybody in January and, and Jose had to work with what, what, what he had um, or there was an acceptance I think that that's what would happen I, I, saying that I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we get somebody in if if the right player is available right back as you say I think definitely Yeah. I think another midfield player um, but then somebody's got to you've got to shift a few players somebody like Wanyama I think would would be surplus to requirements. Yeah. Be interesting to see if the you know we were linked with Dybala earlier this year. Whether that's going to happen, I doubt it very much. Um, Fernandez. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if he comes in because um, he's a fellow compatriot of Jose Mourinho. They they did ask. They asked 
Mourinho about that very early on, and he he basically said, "Oh, well, we don't have that. We don't have that sort of money." I don't know if he was just trying to play it down or, or of course not. But... Of course he is. He's never going to say yes, and he's never going to say that. Oh, we've got enough money to buy him, no matter what they ask for. That would just up up the ante, won't it? So, so yeah. one of the reasons why, as far as I know, one of the reasons why Fernandez didn't happen in the summer was because we couldn't shift Ericsson. If that's correct, then then and that that reason is still going to be valid that come January. So yes. much might much might depend on 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 um, whether Ericsson leaves. Um, let's briefly talk about an incident yesterday, rather unsavoury, um, alleged racism towards um, Rudiger. Um, we've got two comments, questions, or comments even from listeners. Kent Goodrich, firstly, just says, in another first, we get the first don't be a racist arsehole announcement as our ground. What a proud moment. And then Ed Brad, refs and match of- of- officials bottled it. Should have pulled the players off after the first warning. After se- after the second, abandons the match um, and give it and give it the Chelsea 5-0. We, as a club, can't harp on about anti-Semitic chants whilst we have pricks like this at the club. Um, now, I didn't... You're obviously at the other end of the ground. Yes. I'm in the south stand. The incident was alleged to have taken place in the sort of southeast where the, yes. where the south stand meets the shelf. Um, I saw bottles being thrown. I saw items being thrown. I didn't hear anything. No. From where I, I was. Yeah, and, and an awful lot of people who are in the South Stand have, have agreed and said, no, that doesn't say it didn't happen by any means. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> um, but, um, yeah, nobody seemed to have heard it. And there was an interesting development today, just before um, we started this podcast. Spurs have um, um, released a, a statement saying they've looked at hours and hours of footage. Hmm. And, they, and they've looked at, they say every fan, and that so far they've found nothing. Which I find slightly interesting. Don't we say they won't find anything? Um, but that's quite interesting. And um, they've arrested a Chelsea fan who was thrown out for, for racist abuse. And I applaud the Chelsea fan because they pointed him out. He was um, doing some chants against Hyungmin Son. Um, and, and Sonny had no idea when they were, he was told. He said, I didn't know they were saying anything. He was completely oblivious. But apparently one of the Chelsea fans did. His, he was hoiked out um, first of all by the Chelsea fans uh, letting the um, stewards know the stewards threw him out the ground he was then arrested um, on uh, suspicion of um, some aggravated racist uh, yeah. terms so it's all a very all mucky and all sad and, and I'm, when I turn around and say from a club's point of view uh, or a team's point of view first of all sorry we lose Sonny for, you know what that's the, the worst thing you know oh, Losing it like that to Chelsea, then Sonny getting sent off and being out for three games. On the flipping back of that, we are headlines on BBC News. Headlines, both last night and this morning. That's just about all we need, isn't it? Just, mm. just awful. And if it turns out that way, that someone has, you know, they should shoot the bloke. Absolutely shoot him. I mean, it's just. I mean, what's wrong with people? I think that. I mean, there's, there's been a lot of sort of discussion about it, and 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 wider discussions around it, and 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 whether enough has been done um, to to combat racism in football. Um, I tend to agree with something that Jose Mourinho said in his press conference t- t- today, which is there is a problem with, problem with society, um, and society yes. society needs help, and football is just a micro society, um, as he as he put it. Um, that's not to say that there aren't things that can be done in football, but. It's it's a wider wider issue. Um, as for the incident itself, like I said, I didn't hear anything. That doesn't mean to say that it, it didn't happen. I mean, I'm speculating here, but you know, yeah. for example, it, it could have been that fans were shouting "cheats, cheats, cheats," and that could have sounded like um, uh, yeah. monkey monkey noises. I think the allegation that that uh, Rudiger made was in fact that it was it wasn't words, but it was sort of gestures. Um, the club. Oh, I didn't. I didn't read it that way. I thought he was putting the gestures to what he heard. To what he heard. Okay, yeah, no, that's, I, that's I, possible. I've got to that's that's, that's what I think it was. So he didn't see him, but he heard it. Okay, and, you're, you're and, and, right. and it's, it's conceivable that he could have... Yeah. And, and again, I'm, this, is, this is dangerous, Cam, because we are spe- speculating. Yeah. And there are three possible scenarios. One, that, that he heard something, which was... Um, uh, you know, which, which, which was... Uh, uh, 
uh, braces chanting. Um, two, that he might have misheard, which is possible. You know, yeah. it could have could have been people sh- shouting, sh- chanting cheat, 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 yeah. and he misheard. Or that willfully, dare I say it, um, he misheard. Um, and there isn't any truth in the in what's been alleged. Um, there is something that um, which is on the BBC website. Um, I can share it with you later. But there was an incident um, back in 2017 um, when Chelsea played Roma in the Champions Champions League, and on that occasion, Rudiger had suggested that there were monkey monkey chants uh, made towards him. Um, as it was in the end, Roma weren't charged um, after an investigation. Um, there was basically there was a lack of evidence, so the proceedings had to be closed. Now that's quite interesting. Um, I, it could suggest that you know there is a precedent for this before, and in fact he he might have misheard, or uh, you can't take his word, word for as gospel. Having said that. And a serious allegation has been made, and, and the club are doing the right thing to investigate it, and I'm sure they, they will continue to do so um, until they reach a, uh, a conclusion of some sorts. Um, it's interesting because if all the you know we've got the newest stadium in the country, that, that they've got the best cameras, best resolution, etc. Um, so you'd like to think that they would have picked something out. They Obviously, they haven't. I don't know what the, what the next phase is, whether they'll start to interview people who were sat in that area, etc. Well, um, maybe. They've not finished, but um, they're, they're initial, and they called them exhaustive because they've um, looked at mouths and had um, uh, someone read the lips um, as well, and they've found so far nothing is, is the, the term, but as I say, they doesn't mean to say there wasn't mm. but they, they haven't seen anything so but it's all we need isn't it it goes around the world and mud sticks yeah and that is really i mean it, yeah it's just uh, i hope going forward that spurs fans if they see it hear it point them out to the uh um stewards um or give them a cheap one um across the back of the head or something mm. because it's just it's just not uh, going back to its question um about sort of uh, points deduction, so on, or, or you, you, we've moment we got a, a very strict protocol, um, and that was uh, adhered to. Now I understand what you're saying, but that won't change this season. It can't. It has to be a new season and new protocols if they want to be more strict about it. Um, have to come in, but you have to be very careful because if, as we saw yesterday, Rudiger has stood there and told the referee well he told his captain first his captain's gone up to the uh, ref and said this is what's happening it seems um he's gone on, on the tannoy now if they take that as red and saying oh well he's been racially abused and they draw drag everybody off the pitch and then it turns out that they can't find anything uh, what happens then you know we, do we replay the game or do um, chelsea get the win anyway it's it's a bit of that's a bit of a, a dodgy road to go down so I, I i like where we are at the moment as, as far as the protocols are concerned yep um very briefly i forgot to ask you this earlier um when we were talking about Ch- chelsea and 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 you know games over christmas we've, we've got brighton and norwich next next two games before the next pod is recorded um very briefly how, how do you see those games well I'm, I'm bound to say i think we'll win them both but like all spurs fans at the moment i'm sure there's be some flippancy saying it, you know, we should win them. We, and, and, and Christ, you know, we, we, Brighton, we only played recently. And if you look at the footage, I mean, Potter's a very good manager. Hmm. Um, no, I mean, and certainly Norwich. I, I, I see six points. I, I've got to be I've got to be buoyant about this. Um, as bad as Chelsea were, I think we'll bounce back and get six points. Is there, is there, there's nothing amongst either team that should cause us concern. I mean, Brighton, Brighton's a one because we, we played them recently and they gave us a run around obviously we've we've yet to play Norwich I think are the only team that we haven't played in the Premier League this season yeah and I have to say they look quite poor I know they've had good results occasionally against the likes of City and did they get a result against Arsenal I can't recall um Uh, yes they did um I can't remember it was a draw they won it but yeah yeah but uh anything that really should concern us no not really other than ourselves and that's yeah. and, and that's what we'll all say, you know. Which, which Spurs are going to turn? <laughs> Indeed. Um, right, we've got a f- couple more questions, but before we talk about those, um, 
So no Spurs Ladies update. Um, not not until uh, the new the new year when they play next. I think early January. Fifth um, of January, I think, is, is the next game. Um, we have the news on was it Friday. Toby yes. Alvaro signed a new contract. Now, David, I remember almost two years ago we went to the game um, at Brighton um, away and yep. and this had been on the back of I don't know however many months where Alderweireld hadn't been in the team and he had come back from an injury he was available but he wasn't starting matches there was lots of talk about you know the contract talks had, had, had broken down etc and I, and I kept saying I kept saying he's gonna he's gonna stay he's gonna stay and nobody thought he'd stay and then that on that game I remember he he was selected um, uh, when we got the team news and my eyes lit up um, and he stayed that summer he didn't leave and he yeah. was there all of last season and then this summer when he had the 25 million clause he didn't leave and then we got into a situation where we think oh well he's going to run down his contract yeah he's I only got he's only got and signed a new contract <laughs> amazing <laughs> I mean is this the Jose effect is this a realisation yes. that he Spurs is actually probably the best place for him is this um, something that in fact was maybe on the cards. You know, if you go back to the summer, he was in one of our preseason matches. He, he was he was he was um, made the skipper, um, which you know may, maybe this was this was due to happen anyway. Or is it a realization that nobody else is going to pay him what he wants, or there weren't any any parties interested? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's very, it's very difficult to really get to the bottom of it. I mean, you and I would say, well, why would you want to play for Spurs? You're in the best training facilities. You've arguably the best manager in the world now best stadium they're giving you £150,000 a week if I if I read that correctly he'd struggle to get more than that and certainly at his age and and you, Levy's arm must have been bent backwards to pay that for someone over 30 um, and I think um, Jose has done what a lot of managers will do is go in there and say well I don't, I, I don't know and, I, and I'm not interested in what issues you had with the previous manager but the slate's clean so we start again where are we and and um, Toby said, "Well, I'm, you know, I, I, I might, but and clearly, I, if we, if we look at the previous reports that Manchester United were interested under Jose, he was interested in him, so he rates him. So he said, I want to keep him, and he's gone to Daniel and said, Look, I want to keep him. What can we do? You know, they've gone in there. Thanks very much, and got a nice contract. Um, and I just hope Jan does the same thing. I, I don't think he's as slow. Jan is as slow as you think he is. Um, he's never been a speed merchant, but he's done quite well." Um, but I hope he does. But Ericsson is the one I hope actually moves on. He's already said he is. But yeah, I, I think it's a Jose effect. Mm. What do you think? I I don't know. I don't know. I think that um, I think there's probably a bit of all of the things I mentioned. I think I think I think there was probably a realization that. When the clubs didn't come come for him the previous summer and then this summer, that perhaps maybe he couldn't get that move elsewhere. Um, perhaps actually, salary wise, he couldn't get what he what he wanted elsewhere. Um, you know, you've got to look at it that he was he was playing regularly under after after that period where he was frozen out of the team. Supposedly, he was playing regularly last season, all of this season. Um, he was made skipper. Um, for a pre-season game of the summer, so so maybe he was starting to come round to the idea of playing for Spurs. And by the way, he's done nothing wrong. He's well within his rights to to allow his contract to, oh, yeah. to run out and and to keep all his options. So I, yeah, I I said it ages ago, and maybe it was in hope. But I said, look, it might be that he's just trying to keep all his all his options open. He's well within his rights to to do that, and he's done exactly that. And probably jo- the Jose element of it is the. Um, the final uh, thing that's that's you know if there were other factors in place look, the, the fact that he's he never really kicks up a fuss in the way in the way that Ericsson did you know his performances didn't dip he was actually very professional about it yes. you can say that you might say that he wasn't professional in so far as he let let the let it drag this long but again he's well within his rights to to do that in fact if anything you could you could criticize the club for allowing allowing that uncertainty to to, to drag as far as it has done but it's it's got this far and um and i think probably the thing that really tipped it was you know jose coming in somebody that's, that's won trophies at other clubs and somebody that's admired him but wanted him at, at 
when he was at United, um, and that's probably the thing that's you know got him to sign that contract. It might have been possible, possibly if if Pochettino had still been there, he might well have still signed one. Who who knows? We shall never know. But I think I think certainly the arrival of Jose has probably helped get the pen over the line, yeah. or get the pen onto the line, as it were. Um, it's it's good. I think it's it's good news, and we'll just have to see if Jan follows as well. Yeah, and there was I hoping that that just that bit of information and that news um, was going to give us a boost on Sunday. Yeah, I was yeah. convinced of it. Yep, yep. No. Okay. Uh, two, three questions to finish off with. Uh, one from Gilly. Um, do coaches get too much of the credit when the team wins and too much of the blame when the team loses? Where does Jose sit in, in regard to this in his short time at Spurs um, with the last two games a fine example of this perhaps yeah he's, but both are true Gilly yeah they get too much and they don't get enough at times there's no doubt about that but it's funny because even yesterday after the game um, I don't think that um, I never heard well, maybe he has but I've never heard Mourinho put his hands up and say I got it wrong I, 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 he's, he will turn around and say uh, blame some of the players and the way they played and certainly the first goal he was I mean you couldn't help but blame the goalkeeper for the second goal but he blamed the players. He said we 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 practiced this short uh, this short corner um, yeah. defending and we didn't do it. So he's you know he's throwing the players under the bus for that one, um, and it may well be true. Um, but he said we were improved in the second half. And in fairness, I don't know about you, Javid, but I didn't see us improve in the second half. Did you? Not really. No, no. And I, and I, and I think that's also a little bit just distorted by the fact that we had that sending off and it went down to ten. We went down to ten men, so it was a completely different. Um, you can't make a. It's very difficult to make an appraisal when yep. you're down to ten men. Um, yeah, I I saw. I can't remember if it was his post-match press conference or the one to, or the one today ahead of the Brighton game where he he sort of acknowledged that Chelsea, you know, got you know maybe got things tactically right, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but that ultimately it was individual mistakes that cost us. And yep. and he's dead right. He's, he's dead right. And do you know what? I I think that I think that. When it comes to managers, people can be. When it comes to football, people can be very fickle in their opinions. So one minute, Jose, a lot of people are giving Jose plaudits, and then suddenly, you know, I've I've heard a lot of people who were giving him plaudits go quiet. I've in some cases I've I've seen them be critical, and I just think you need need to take a balanced view of things about balanced appraisal. I I think that we've, you know, I think we, I think I think we genuinely think we've been blessed to have two fantastic managers. Well, well, one in Pochettino and now in Jose, and and I think that um, you know he's there, and I'm and I'm sure that he will take us forward. And occasionally he might get things wrong. Occasionally we will lose matches, but I think that overall the good that he will do will outweigh, um, you know, any bad or poor perceived decisions so um yeah, yeah. yeah. uh i think we sort of touched on this john dorkanu the squad isn't good enough so jose needs a transfer window or two to improve things well i think yeah. so uh, yeah i think so and obviously you do as well javid and i think that most of the activity will probably be in the summer yeah i, I think the only, as we alluded to earlier, if a player that, that we really like somehow becomes available, we can grab them. Um, then yes, we'll do one um, in, in the winter transfer window. But mm. otherwise, it'll be the summer. What I'm interested in is, is the likes of Liverpool sign this player to big cheer, an, an Asian guy. Yeah. How do they manage that outside the transfer window? Um. Well, he's arriving. He's not available until January. No, but I mean it. It, it makes a nonsense of the window, doesn't it? If you can pre-sign these players, which you know, Chelsea did um, with one, and, and now Liverpool seem to have done it, and I don't quite get that. I'm I'm, I'm missing something here clearly. That um, clubs can do this. I mean, I suppose they can. They can just go in there, nod and a wink, a little contract that says you have to sell to us, but we don't sign you until uh, January, whenever it is, uh, the first or second when it opens, the window opens. Um, I pre- presumably, the, the, I can't remember who, where he plays his tr- trade, but presumably that the club that he plays for, he, he will still be playing for them. Well, yeah, um, and therefore, yeah, it's within within the window. And and but by suggestion, we can't go along 
and, and like William Chelsea did with Willian and, mm. and, and nick the bloke and say come on come on come, come to us no no unless we're unless we're privy to what yeah. Liverpool are doing behind closed doors yeah um I think that it's not. It, yes, to answer John's question, we, we we do need a window or two, and and, and, yeah. and I suspect most of that will, 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 will be in the summer. And that's not just to bring in good players; it's to get rid of some of the dead wood. Um, but I think that Jose needs time. He needs time to work with the players, um, and I think he's not had a preseason with them. Yeah. So that's going to be even bigger. In fact, in fact, in order for him to get his ideas across to both the new, both the existing players who are at Spurs and any new, new ones that, that come in, whether that's in this or the next window. Um, final question from from John Steggles. I don't know why he's asked this, and maybe you can enlighten me. Although I, I, I think I know what what it is, um, but that's only by googling it. Uh, John asks, "Do you understand XG?" I don't. Yeah, it's it's. Um... It's well, I say it's complicated, but it's a bit of an AVB, isn't it, with his um, Excel spreadsheet on players. Um, if you do um, the get, do your badges, mm. um, UEFA badges, a lot of the work is statistical. Um, I remember one of them. It's a uh, 75% of goals are scored in the six-yard box. So you work on getting the ball in the six-yard box as quickly as possible because that's where you're going to score more goals. It's simple as that. So it's a statistical arrangement. Now, of course, with players that are... Um, uh, they're, they're tracked on, by computer on the screen. So it, it, there's nothing on them that, that uh, they could detect. But it's just that they once it's linked in on the player, so they, they work out how much they do. And it's how um, many goals and so on. I mean, do I understand it? Not fully. I would imagine, I mean, can you imagine Harry? I've got his XG here, Harry. Have you? <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, I think <laughs> you just stick it up your ass, mate. So, I read this. <laughs> I read this back a couple of times and it and to myself, um, and, it, and I'll read it again now, third time. In its simplest terms, XG assigns a score to each chance, representing the likelihood of that chance resulting in a goal. This can be done by measuring a player's XG against the actual number of goals they scored over a given period. I... I lost all of that roundabout where it said in its simplest terms in the first few words. So I'm I'm, none, I'm still none the wiser, really. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Harry was. I mean, Harry would just tell him to kick about, kick 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 it, kick it, ugh, kick it, kick yep. it about a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the, the interesting one is that now uh, how last season's top scorers performed. So as you say, this is all um, their expected goals against their actual goals they scored, and they can't score more than one. So yeah, there, uh, Harry Kane would be um, 0.89 and his reality was it was 9.68 or something. But the interesting one was I'd looked at these players from last season and Harry Kane um, outperformed his expected. Mm. And the only player that didn't at the top is you've got Kane, Lukaku, Sanchez, Aguero, Costa, Ali and Ibrahimovic. Aguero slightly less. So he was the failure. So if if you were to get that bit of statistical information or a bit of paper and you stuck it on your nose and say, well, you want a striker, who are you going to have? Well, I'll have Aguero. Then you show the bit of paper and you oh, no, actually, he's not that great, is he? But you'd trust your eye, wouldn't you? You'd trust your eye. But anyway. it's, not, it's, not, it's not fantasy football, it's bloody football. It's just, you know, striker scores, scores some goals. He looks good. Yeah. Um, you buy him. Simple as. Yeah, yeah. Don't need spreadsheets and all this nonsense. Right, um, the next podcast we shall be recording. Um, it will be the final one of, of this year. We shall be recording it on Sunday, day after the Norwich game, and obviously a few days after the Brighton match. Um, my guests I hope to have on that occasion will be Bex and Mark Stoll. We'll talk about those matches. Um, uh, we might reflect back on the last 12 months. I don't know. We'll certainly re- reflect back on the last decade and we'll try to between us um come up with um our best spurs players over the last decade um best matches um moments that sort of thing and and dare i say uh, uh, uh best one to eleven of players over the last d- decade i mean we will we will try between us to do that but i i suspect the blessed sponge of amnesia has wiped the slate 
for all of our memories, but we will our collective memories. But we, will, we shall try to come up with something. Um, until then, um, all that's left for me to say is thank you, David. Yeah, thanks, Javid. And um, as it's the last pod before Christmas, um, happy Christmas. Yep, David. To, you, and to yourself and to all our listeners out there. And to all our listeners, even. Yep, and until Sunday, um, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.